Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Yeah. So good. Everybody have a good week? A really good week? An okay week? Who had a mediocre week? Let's be honest. Let's just be real. Let's be transparent. Whose week was like really, really bad? Show of hands. Yes. Okay. We got some hands. I like that. It's good. Honesty is good. Well, then you're in the right place if you had a bad week. And you're honestly in the right place if you had a great week. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love, I love this house. Thank you for coming today. We're so glad that you're here. Um, this is, uh, is going to be a good day. Uh, God's been implanting in, in a lot of stuff for this new series. We're going into a new series today called In Due Time. In Due Time. Everybody say that with me. Say, In Due Time. In Due Time. Look at your neighbor say, it's coming. Go ahead, say it like you mean it. Say, it's coming in due time. It's coming. It's just around the corner. It's coming. It might not be here yet. You might not be able to touch it yet. You might not be able to see it yet. But it's coming in due time. I believe today that Jesus is alive. Anybody agree with me? I believe that. That he did send his son to die on a cross for you and for me. I do believe that he shed his blood so that my sin would be washed away. And I do believe that we are all here united as one today. Worshipping the creator. And when we are united, we are more stronger together. Do you agree? Now listen, if you're going to be this quiet the whole time, you might as well leave now. Because I don't deal with that. I'm not like my dad. I can't take silence, okay? My dad can sit for hours and, and just be silent. My mom cannot. I took after my mom. <laughs> my parents are away today. They are on vacation. Uh, they're in Florida soaking up the 93-degree sun. While we are here suffering away the 52-degree weather, and um, he called this morning, and it looked nice there. So <laughs> this is a moment of jealousy. Lord, take that jealousy and take it away, Lord. Thank you. I will preach this message now. Um, but we, we miss them and, and love them, and, and we know that they need a break always. You need, a, you, need, you need a break. Did you know that? You need a break. If you haven't taken a vacation, you need one. You are worth a vacation. Because if you don't take a vacation, you will burn out. And that, that is being completely honest and, and serious. We, we as a staff, we make them go away. Um, if it was up to them, they probably wouldn't go away. But we make them go away because they need time and you need time. Um, so take some time and go away. Go to the beach. Have some fun. It's good. It's healthy. Look at your neighbor. Say, it's healthy. Take some time off. Don't be a workaholic and miss out on all that God has for you and your family. You need, to, you need to take some time every once in a while and enjoy what God has blessed you with. That was my little spiel on vacay. <laughs> That's a good spiel. I liked it. But we're going to get started in our, in, our, in our series today, In Due Time. In Due Time. And today I've, I've, I've entitled my, my sermon today, Remain. Everybody say, Remain. You know, if you're going to wait for something to come... You have to remain in a few areas of your life, okay? So there's, there's a few things in life that you need to remain in 
to be able to wait for what is to come in due time in your life. And today I want to I want to talk to you. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read from the passage uh, Psalm 65 verse 9 through 13. It says, "You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening with it with showers, and blessing its growth." You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. I don't know about you, but when I read that verse, I'm like, okay, something good is happening here. Something good is happening here. there's, There's health in this scripture. There, this is, this is a, a scripture that, that was written to inspire me. This is, this is a scripture that came, came, came to me so that it could get me through maybe some dry desert seasons. Because I can read this and, I, uh, oh my word, the joy is coming. And, and we're going to shout and sing together. Can I tell you that this church is more alive right now than it ever has been? And you're in on a... A, a key season right now because let me tell you where we're headed is not where we have been. We celebrate where we have been, but we are never satisfied with where we are. And you better hold on. I'm getting ready to install seatbelts on your chair. If you struggle with getting sick on a ride, a roller coaster, or anything, you might want to take some Dramamine before you come to church. Because I'm telling you, God is getting ready to rock this house. And, and see, here's the thing. God's been rocking this house for years. But I do believe that there is a new, fresh anointing that is on this house that, that is getting ready to sprout forward new, fresh crops that we are going to be able to reap a harvest. And I believe it for your family. I believe it for your home. And I believe in this house, we are going to see things that we've never seen before. You see, God's been promising a lot of things, and and we're starting to see these promises come true. It's blowing our minds. Me, even personally, I've been seeing God's promises start to come true. The promises that he promised me years ago are starting to come true here and now. It's blowing our minds. Me and Brittany the other night, we just started chatting. We're like, babe. Uh, what is going on? Like, this is, this is absolutely crazy. We're in a season right now of reaping everything that we've sown over the years, and God promised us years ago as we were putting it into the soil, as we were shoving it down deep, as we were watering it and taking care of it, God promised us years ago what is now coming to pass. And now we're being able to see the, the sprouts start to come. You ever, you ever have those moments? Anybody have a garden? Anybody, anybody, anybody have a garden? You have a garden? You have a garden? You all have a garden? You can all come to my house afterwards and plant me a garden. I would love it. Have no clue what I'm doing, but I would love to have one. So, so there, you know, this, there's this, just this flat ground, and, and, and you got everything planted in there. And then the moment that you get a, a new sprout, it's an exciting morning. You walk out, and you see it, and it's just peeking, and you're like, hey there, and you give it a little pet, you know, good morning. You're going to soon feed me. But that's an exciting morning. You see new life. You see something that you had planted so long ago that now is, is sprouting up new life. You know, planting is a process. 
pl- planting is a process, and it's, it's a big process, and I had no clue what went into planting, so I had to Google it. So over the weekend and over this past few weeks, I have become a planter via Google. Number one goes into planting is seeding. Everybody say seeding. Look at your neighbor and say seeding. It's the fundamental factor in the process of seeding is dependent on the properties of both seed and the soil it is being planted in. Just because you have a good seed doesn't mean squat if you're planting it in the wrong soil. <laughs> that, some of you can get up right now and leave because that spoke everything you needed. Go ahead. <laughs> I will give you free access to leave. You can hit Perkins early. What kind of soil are you planting in? Because even though you go into it with the right motives, you think you're planting it in the wrong soil. So check your soil. Number two, germination. I had no clue that this word even existed because I was homeschooled. But this is number two. Step number two in the seeding and planting process. Germination. Germination is a process by which the seed develops into a seedling. Did you know that seeds could have babies? This is weird. The vital conditions necessary for the process are water, air, temperature, energy, viability, and enzymes. If any of these conditions are absent, the process cannot undergo successfully. Germination is also known as sprouting. It is also considered as the first sign of life shown by a seed. Let me read one of these parts again because I want you to understand this. For this process... The things necessary are water, air, temperature, energy, viability, and enzymes. If any of these conditions are absent, the process cannot undergo successfully. When you plant in the right soil, when you plant with the right seed, God comes in and he's able to do everything that you can't do. But when you take it into your own hands, what you do is you get rid of one of the necessary additives to have a successful crop, a successful growth. You see, Jesus comes in and and he breathes in life. He breathes in the air. He breathes in the living water. Germination. You need it. You need all of it. Third, it's pollination. The process of pollination refers to the transfer of pollen to the female organs of the plant. Optimum factor for ideal pollination are relative humidity rate of 50 to 70% and temperature of 24.4 degrees Celsius. I am confused. I will never have a garden as of right now. If the humidity and rate is higher than method uh, or higher than 90%, the pollen would not shed. Increasing air circulation is a favorable method of keeping humidity levels under control. When life gets hot is where a lot of us cave in. You have to have your crop at perfect temperature to have success. But see, a lot of us, we do all the planting, and we've, we've even got it in the right soil, but now it's hot and life gets a little tough, and we're like, ah, you know what, I don't got time for the crop right now. So I'm going to go ahead and step over here because life's a little tough. And what happens is we neglect what we've planted, and since we've neglected what we've planted, the plant dies. 
And a lot of you are in a position right now where you've planted it, and you planted it in good soil, but you have now become absent to what you've planted in the good soil because life got too tough, and so you're going to walk over here. You're going to go ahead and go to the bar rather than the church. You're going to go ahead and, and stay home instead of get to where you need to be. You're going to go ahead and neglect the prayer that you should have been putting in because life's too tough right now, and since life's too tough, why do I need to run to the Savior? And so everything that you planted is now going down the old drain. Is this too tarred? I mean, it's only 1010. I'm going in real hard, real fast. Is that okay? We all right? Okay. Because you know what? As God was laying this on my heart, it, it was kind of blowing my mind. And I was like, wow. It's, and trust me, it's, it spoke to me in a lot of areas of my life that I needed to shift. That maybe I had been neglecting. And so please don't think you're the only one. I, God had downloaded this into me because this is stuff that I had been through. And so God, he laid it on my heart that I needed to share it so that you didn't have to get as far gone as so many people are nowadays. And maybe, maybe just maybe if you'll let me, maybe I can help you to grow your plants right, grow your crop right, do your seeding right so that you don't have to go through those really tough seasons without someone to help you walk through the planting process, okay? We good with that? Number four, this is the last, is irrigation. Irrigation is the process of artificially applying water to soil to allow plant growth. When you let God water your crop, it will grow. There's no doubt about it. When you let God come in and water your crop, it will grow. Look at your neighbor and say, it will grow. It will grow. It will grow. It not might grow. It, it, it will grow. Your crop will grow. Everything that you've planted will grow when you let the almighty creator come in and do a little bit of watering. It will grow. Period. Now, I, I, I've, I've learned something that... And, and I, I do, I do, I don't plant like, like, like food things, but like, I like flowers and stuff like that. You know, like taking care of, like clean mulch beds are a happy thing in my life, okay? So like pulling weeds and planting stuff and seeing new, new life. But I've learned something that when you plant something, there's a wait period. Have you ever noticed that? And, and I always question the wait period because, you know, I like fast results. I like to go into the car wash and come out the other side clean. Nobody else likes that. I like, I like seeing quick results. I like, I like mowing my grass so that I can see the lines. My dad always said, um, when, we, when we first got our house here 12 years ago, and I shared this with my small group a, a couple weeks ago, but um, my, my dad, when we first moved here, he would mow the grass like every three days. I'm like, Dad, why do you mow the grass so much? And he's like, well, Zay, you see, in my profession, it, it, as being a pastor, you know, God called me to be a pastor, I never see fast results. I don't see results really at all. Maybe somebody might tell me that they're saved. He's like, but I don't really know it for sure. He's like, so what I like to do is I like to mow because I get to see something that is not right and make it right immediately. Isn't that like, isn't that like so many of us? Don't you just like to see fast results? You see, we, we as pastors, we don't turn something in and we're like, congratulations, you completed your job, you can go on, you've been hired, hire. No, we, you know, we're, just, we're, we're here for you. This is, this, is, this is our job. So he likes to see results laid in the ground where he can see the lines that he's laid. And I thought about that, and I'm like, you know what? He, he, 
he likes to see fast results. Just like all of us. I love to see fast results. Maybe that's why I mow my grass every three days now. <laughs> Either that or I'm just anal. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, Brett. Anyways, I'm, I've lost track now. Uh, I had a voice from the audience kind of took my mind off track. If security could remove that voice, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. Anyways, did you know that it is worth the wait? That if you will wait for the growth to come, when you actually see the growth, see. Sorry, Dad. We're good. <laughs> this is a rough morning. <laughs> Did you know that when you plant something, before it sprouts up, it always goes down deeper and deeper and deeper? Because how would something sprout up and be able to hold the weight if it never went deep first. You see, when we plant, sometimes we get frustrated because we don't see fast results from the things that we've been planting in our life. But God has promised me, and, and this is recent, and this has been something that me and Brittany have been walking through with, with past crops that we planted, is that God said, listen, you don't get frustrated in the weight because the weight is where I make it deeper so that I can take it taller so that it can handle more. Oh, you see, God wants to make your crop wider. He wants to make it longer. He wants to make it taller. But he cannot do any of these things unless you'll take the time and let him take the roots so deep that when they come up, no matter what storm comes their way, they can withhold. You see, what you're planting in your life right now is on purpose. And so plant wisely so that God can do the work that he needs to do and understand that the weight is there on purpose so that he can take and he can grow down before he grows up. I personally am in a season right now where we have sprouted new growth. Man, it is phenomenal. Because let me tell you, I went through years of waiting for crops to grow. And this, I'm just going to be completely transparent if you don't mind. You all told me you had a bad week. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you my life. Went through years as the Hollis 4, now turning into the Hollis 5. She's pregnant, people, okay? So, I know, third girl. I'm so, so stoked. Roman is, he's my dude. So, now I got London, Sloan, and Brittany. Versus me and Roman. Me and Roman can take them all day. It's all good. <laughs> we can hold it down. But, but I, we, we went through a season of um, what felt like the driest season we had ever been through. As, 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 as a couple, as a, a family of four, um, it, it, was a, it was a season where I was like, Britt, the life is being sucked out of me. And I don't know. 
I don't know where we're supposed to go or what we're supposed to do, but all I know is right now I've watered a lot and I'm not seeing any growth. And I remember, I remember looking at Brittany and just being so frustrated. I was like, Britt, this is, this is too much. We can't do this. And I remember, I remember coming together. And, and this is important, okay? This is, this is really important. You have to have somebody in your life that you can come together with. Because when we came together, we were a force that couldn't be broken. And I remember looking at Brittany and saying, okay, th- this is it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hunker down. We're going to lock arms, and we're going to do this thing. No matter what, God has called us here, and this is what we're going to do. Right near now, here, this is here and now. This is our season here and now. We're not going to let anything shake that. And I remember that moment, and, and we started, instead of, instead of running from, we started watering more, okay? Remember that, water more. So we, we started watering. We started watering left and right. We're like, okay, come on. You know, hey, listen, we might feel dry, but God is the living water, and he will fill us up. We started filling in, and we're like, oh, my word. You know, <laughs> then a little bit later, we started living with my in-laws, and, man, I love my in-laws, but, man, living with the in-laws, you know, we're like, this is crazy. You know, we're a family of four. I'm, I'm almost 30 years old. I should own my own house by now. This is crazy. We're just going to keep watering. It's okay. You know, God's put us in this predicament for a reason. He's teaching us more now than we've ever learned in our entire lives. We're learning more now. This is crazy. We're just going to keep watering this, this, this. Oh, man, this is good. Man, God, I know that I'm a little off right now, and I know you need to bring me back, so I'm just going to keep watering it. Why don't you go ahead and fill me up? Because, Lord, I feel dry, but I know that you're the living water. Why don't you go ahead and fill me up, Lord? Because I'm feeling like I can't go on, but I know that you can take me on, and so I'm just going to keep watering. I'm going to keep watering what I cannot see, because as I water what I cannot see, you're probably taking those roots deeper. I don't even know that right now, but I'm just going to trust and believe that you are doing that, and so I'm just going to keep watering. And as as I keep watering, he's probably growing those, those roots down. And as I do that, I don't know what's coming because I'm so frustrated right now that I can't see the future. Have you ever been there? You get so frustrated because you can't see what's around the corner. I remember when I owned my Wrangler, my lights, my headlights, and I was an idiot and I didn't know I could just turn a screw and turn them down a little bit, but they would shine over the road. So, so because I lifted it, and I, I was an idiot, and I didn't know that I could screw it down, they would shine over the road. So everybody that came past me would flash me with their high beams. I'm like, dude, I got more high beams. And I would run my high beams, and they'd blind, and they'd crash, and it was great. <laughs> but I remember, I remember as I would drive, I'm like, man, my lights are awful. This is, this, is, this is crazy. I can't see anything. Have you ever been there in your life where you just can't see anything? And you feel like, like literally the devil is putting his hand around your face, and it's like, I am shut out to everything that I should be seeing right now. And God, you know I've been believing for this for years. God, I've been so in tune with who you are. God, you know that, Lord. I've been giving you more prayer time. God, I've been giving more money to the church than I've ever given. Lord, you know, God, I've even treated my wife better. Lord, I even love my kids. (laughs) Nobody else has been there? Because I have. You know, sometimes being honest with God is the best because he really knows what you're thinking at the end of the day. Just getting frustrated. I was so frustrated. I was like, God, this is not right. Please help me. And I remember, I remember the moment. Now, just go with me real real quick, okay? We're just going to play a real fast card through 
through, through, through life, okay? But I remember when I started to see growth. And I remember when I started to see the blessing come from the, 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 the crops that had been planted years ago. And I remember seeing the sprout. And you know what was funny? Looking back on it right now, is that when I saw the sprout, it didn't even click that it was connected to all those years of suffering. Does that make sense? Now, it was a God thing. I knew it was a God thing. Okay? Don't get me wrong. It was a God thing. Right as, right as everything started to happen, we're like, thank you, Jesus. But it didn't connect until about a month ago. What? This has been going on for, dude, I'm, looking back, we've been on the reaping season for about five months now. I'm serious. And about a month ago, it finally clicked. And God settled in my heart, and he said, Isaiah, you've been in the reaping season, and you didn't even know it. I have been pouring out left and right in your life. And you've thanked me, but you didn't even know that all that you had planted years ago, you're now reaping the benefits of it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, God, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. I, I planted and I worked hard at those crops. Okay, I get it. And now, now, years, years later, way over here, now I'm finally seeing fresh sprout. You know what God told me at that moment? He said, Isaiah, you're in the season of reaping right now in your life, and you're in a church. And this is, this is honest truth, so please don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, just butter you up to make you feel good. I promise you this is what he told me. He said, you're in a church right now that is sprouting new growth. And you better get ready because you're about to reap a harvest now. So I don't know where you're at, but all I know is that when I see the new sprout come, I know that there is fresh life there. And everything that is coming to fruition, everything that has been in a circle motion in my life that's like, man, this is tough, this is tough. God is breaking that circle and bringing new life and saying, watch what I have done over the years. Look at all the lessons that I've taught you. I've taken your immature little 18-year-old self, and I've made you into a little more mature 30-year-old self. I couldn't go too far. I mean, come on, let's be real. Can I tell you in those years of the tough that I learned more in those years than I have ever learned in my entire life? And God wants you to know that those years are there to make you who you are as a person. I would never be who I am today without those years of suffering. And I say suffering. It was tough. Okay, it was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was the toughest season I had ever been through. And let me tell you, whatever season you're going into, God's trying to tell you something. He's trying to teach you something. And if you will learn, you won't have to learn it again. Okay, let's go on. Leviticus uh, chapter 26, verse 3 and 4. It says, if you walk in my statutes and observe my commandments and do them, then I will give you your rains in their season, and the land shall yield its increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Woo! <laughs> How does it start, though? If you walk in my... If you walk in my statutes. If, if you choose... If you choose me... 
then your growth is going to be crazy. And you have to observe my commandments because I put them there for you. And you have to follow them. But if you do, get ready for a harvest because the reaping season is now. Okay, so while my dad's on vacation, anytime he's away, they always let me mow the grass because I'm anal. So, so they call me, you know, hey, will you go mow our grass? Absolutely. You know, no problem. I'll take care of it. Funniest part is I actually forgot this time. <laughs> it's never like me. So I mowed their grass, right? And, and, and my dad is, dad, I love you, okay? I love you to death. But my dad has a problem. He owns an electric mower. I mean, I understand going green, okay? Buy yourself a Prius. Do your thing. But an electric mower? Guys, this mower is so quiet, you can mow at 3 a.m. There is no sound ordinance for this mower, okay? So I go in the back. I open up the shed, and, and I get out this robot-looking weird, I don't like at all, uh, little piece. And I, and I pull in the trigger, and, and it's a, this is the worst out of, out of everything. It's an electric. It's awful. Like, this is, this is just man card gone, okay? So I pull this, I pull this mower out, and, and, and I pull in the lever, and I push the button, and it goes, <laughs> Now, if you think that is going to throw the grass from the ground into the bag, you got rocks in your head because it's not going to happen. Force does not happen with okay? So it's a bagger. You know, I'm pushing around. Now, my lawn, okay, my lawn takes me about 30 minutes, okay? And I have a, a much bigger lawn than my dad's backyard that's just fenced in nice and tiny. It took me the same amount of time to mow this little piece that maybe, maybe was 30 stripes, okay? Maybe. The same amount of time as it takes me to mow my big yard, okay? I'm pushing it. Now, walk slow because you don't want to get clogged. Right? Oh, we walk three steps. Time to empty the bag. Take the bag. Go over to the lawn, you know, the, to the woods. Dump the bag. Oh, there's only three blades in there. Funny. What a joke. Put the bag back on, you know. Oh, Two more steps clogged. Oh, wow. There's a blade. <laughs> Got it. Put it in the back. Like, this is a joke. Like, I'm literally pushing the grass, and I'm like, this is a joke. So, you know, afterwards, I get done. I'm like, this is crazy. It took me a half an hour to mow 30 lines. Like, this is nuts. I've, I've walked through the woods a million times. I got more of a workout taking the bag off, taking it over the woods with the nine blades that are in it. This is frustrating. And you probably paid more money for your dang electric mower than I paid for my motorized motor. So I called my dad. I'm like, Dad, your mower's awful. It's, it's awful. It's a joke. And my mom gets on the phone. She goes, he loves his electric mower. <laughs> Don't take that away from him. <laughs> so I get all done. And there's grass on the sidewalk. Need a blower. So I go to the garage. Yep. <laughs> it's electric. 
So picked it up. Now, I'm used to my gas-powered blow my kids over, which I love. Best, best part of being a father is blowing your kids over with the leaf blower. <laughs> Neighbors have called child services on me nine times. I pick up my dad's blower. I walk out. And guys, I'm being serious, okay? I am not buttering this story up so that it's funny. Like, this is like real life. I am like super frustrated in my dad's front driveway. He's got grass on the driveway, so I turn on the, the blower. And I am serious as a heart attack. Have you ever been to the eye doctor and got the puff in your eye, right? <laughs> it would have been better for me to get on my hands and knees and blown. Okay, I literally turn on the blower. It is, I'm like, whoa, you know, don't point that at my face. My eyes will dry out. So I take it down. I literally have to lay it on the ground and scrape the grass as I'm blowing it. Guys, it's a joke. I, I told my dad, I'm like, dad, your blower, everything is awful. Like, this is crazy. Why do you live like this when you can just, done, what, why do you live like this? Dumping a bag. Why do you do this to yourself? This is abuse. I will personally take you shopping for a real mower and blower. This is awful. This is my father. I have to go home with, okay? I just got to talk some sense in with him. And the thought occurred to me. How many of you are using the wrong tools to plant your seeds? And you get so frustrated, you give up halfway through. And you end up only getting half a crop because of your frustration and using the wrong tools. You see, tools are very important. Everybody knows that when you're doing a job, you need the right tools. And when you don't have the right tools, you get frustrated. Last night, me and Lynn tried to put new grips and pegs on his motorcycle in my garage, the garage that lacks in tools. It was very frustrating. I was putting vice grips on different things and trying to create tools that I don't own. It's very frustrating. You all know that. You get that. The right tool in the hand of a man or woman. <laughs> it goes a long ways. And whatever you're planting with, it matters. You see, tools in your life on a daily basis, there's, there's a few tools that you need. Did you know that? There's a few tools you need to have a successful crop. One is prayer. <laughs> That's huge. If you don't have prayer as a tool in your shed, you need to get it. And let me tell you, I can, I can, I can point you to some men that know how to pray. You need to, you need to watch my grandfather that lives in Wichita, Kansas. You need to watch him pray. One time of watching him pray will change your life forever. That man shouts louder than I've ever shouted in my life, and I'm a pretty loud guy. He cries from the depths of his soul for the lost people that are walking in his city. He is one of the most dedicated old men I know. My grandfather is a legend. He is now in the process of kind of losing everything. He's losing his memory and everything, and it's, it's really sad to watch him, but guess what he has not lost? His ability to pray. Yeah, his body will wither. Yes, he will get weaker, but his prayer life has gotten stronger, and I swear by that. He doesn't want to give up the ministry. We're kind of kicking him out. We're like, Papa, you got to be done. This is crazy. 
He's like, no, 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 the call. You see, you see the call that God's put on my life. I, I, I can't give it up. Prayer, number one tool. Everybody say prayer. Number two, tool that you need, you need to read your word. You see, God put the word here so that you could have it as a sword. It is your sword. You all think you need to take your weapons to your fight. No, you need to just take your word. Because with your word, you are stronger than you will ever be with any weapon here on earth. This is not an anti-gun spiel. I'm all about guns. That sounded like I was literally going against guns. I'm sorry. I apologize. I actually, yeah, never mind. Remember the bird problem? Yeah. He was back last night. He was back, no, it was this morning. He was back this morning. I heard him, and I haven't seen him in a while. I shot at him a couple times. <laughs> I missed. I missed every time. It was awful. All you bird lovers, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an overpopulated bird. I looked him up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, we got to get back on track. God has put tools in your hand on purpose, okay? And please hear me. You need prayer. You need the word, but most of all, in this whole planting process, you have got to have a relationship with the Most High. And that is a tool that you can use in any situation you will ever get yourself into. And let me tell you, as you are planting, as you are, okay, let, let's just go here for a second. How many of you are reaping a harvest that you thought you uprooted, that you didn't want to plant, that you planted because of a past life? How many are, are, of you are reaping, and don't show me your hands, I don't want to see your hands, but how many of you are reaping, everybody's like, me! How many of you are reaping a harvest that you don't want to reap? That has been planted years ago that you thought you uprooted? You see, this is, this is huge because, and we've all been there. Everybody's been there. Where you, you, you're, you're in a season of life where it's crazy and everything, and, and you accidentally plant some stuff that you don't want planted. Anybody ever been there? And now you're reaping a harvest. You don't want to reap. You're starting to get things out and you're like, hey, I don't like that. What, 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 what is that? And it's coming from crops that you planted years ago. And now you're finally seeing it come to life. Can I tell you something? That at any moment you let God come in and uproot that, that crop, he will. He will. You keep saying, oh, man, my past is coming back to haunt me. It doesn't have to. God can take care of anything past, present, or future. He's an all-around God. He's on time. He is on purpose. Nothing is by accident. And, you know, some of us need to learn lessons, okay? I've had a lot of lessons that needed to be learned. Probably still have a lot, according to what my wife says. Okay, there's some, there's some lessons that have to be learned. But when you learn those lessons, isn't it incredible to see the fruit on the other side? I want to I wanna talk to you today um, in, in, in from Galatians 6, chapter 6, verse 7. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Whoo! Here we go. It's in the Bible. See, I wasn't just saying it. 
For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you just say this right now and say it to your soul, okay? Say it to your soul, man. Why don't, why don't you just say this right now? Say, I, come on, say it like you mean it. Say, I will reap. You will reap. And you keep telling yourself that because you're going to reap. And, and I don't know when your reaping season is, but I know that right now, this is a reaping season for all of us. And today, we're going to pray. And you know what, Ben? You can go ahead and come on up because here's what I want to do today. And, and this is exciting because this is, this is God-breathed. Uh, this, this is a new season. This is a new day. And I believe that fresh air, that fresh water is coming into the crops that you've planted. And I believe that today, God wants to bring new life into your crop. That God wants to either get rid of the old that you've maybe planted that you didn't want. And he wants to inspire new. Okay? So in due time today, we're going to reap a harvest. Okay? Now, here's the deal. I want you to understand that you're in a position right now where God can take you from where you are and put you to where he wants you to be today. Today. It doesn't take God long. See, for me, it it takes me a long time to maybe learn some stuff. God is is an immediate God. He says, mountains be moved, and they're moved. Make sense? He says, blindness be gone, and it's gone. He says, sickness come out, and sickness comes out. It's incredible how he works. And so when you have a crop that you've been planting and working on and digging those seeds in deep, God says, hey, listen, as I take those roots down deeper, get ready, because when I sprout, I'm sprouting, and I'm going to sprout. Number one, I'm going to sprout fast. And number two, you better get ready, because when I do sprout, it's going to be growth, growth that you might not be able to handle. So i got to take your roots deeper. And as I take your roots deeper, get ready, because your crop is going to be healthy, and it's going to be fast-growing. And when it comes up, there's going to be new, fresh life, new things for you to eat, new things for you to take. Come on, this is a new, fresh season for you, for your neighbor, for the power place, for, for the person you've been praying for. Right now, there is new life in this house, and today it's for you, in Jesus' name. It's over. It's good. Remain. Remain. There's a few things you have to remain in to have a successful time of reaping. You have to remain. See, if you remain in the dry season... The harvest is coming. Can I tell you something today that God laid on my heart? He actually laid it on my heart yesterday. He said, Isaiah, I want you to tell the church that the dry season is over. That the dry season is over. That doesn't mean that it might stop this week. That means that it's over today. And what this means is you have to take the period and put it there. Okay? It's God's job to tell you through me that the dry season is over. And now it's up to you to make it over. 
The dry season's over. Whatever you've been going through, the dry season is over. The reaping of the harvest is now. It's now in Jesus' name. There's new life that's breathed into your home, into your marriage, into your kids, into your future. Whatever you're going through right now, it's here and now. And God wants you to know that your reaping season is now. It's now because the dry season has been but the watering season has been through him, and now your harvest is here. There is sprouting new life in you, in your future, in everything that you have at your fingertips. God wants you to know that in this house, today we are united as one, and that new life is happening today in Jesus' name, and that sprouts are gonna start to sprout forth, and everything that you've been working on, praying for, crying over, bleeding over, today in Jesus' name, you're sprouting new life and today it's for you. Why don't we stand up across this room because I'm telling you, God wants to do something in your life today because we're a church where we're not satisfied with what's been, but we are a church that is striving for what God has for us in the future. And today, Jesus has declared that the dry season is over. We are gonna take that promise and we're gonna start putting it into action because guess what? Today is your day. God has promised it. Why don't you go ahead and grab a hold of it and say, Jesus, you've promised it. Now I'm going to take it and I'm going to apply it and I'm going to put it deep down in my soil so that as I continue to water through the tough seasons, Lord, through the wait seasons where I feel like I can't stand up in the morning, God, you're going to take it and you're going to deepen the roots. Lord, so that when it sprouts, it sprouts so high, I can't control the growth. Lord, it's going wider. It's going taller than it's ever been. And I'm starting to reap a harvest that I didn't think was possible. But Lord, I knew that I had to stay faithful. And in that season where it was tough and I stayed faithful, Lord, you brought around, you brought around blessing in Jesus' name. And it's for you. It's for your neighbor. Today, Lord, do it today, Jesus. It's a new season, Lord. April showers bring Mayflowers. And we're in May. This is good. We're in a sprouting season. This is the season of new life. This is the season of green grass. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lay some new, fresh lines. This is the season. This is the season. Whatever you've been going through, this is the season. Can I tell you something? Can we as a church make a promise with each other that we will never be satisfied with where we're at, but we are always striving for what God has more for us? Can we go ahead and declare that today as the power place to say, you know what? I, myself, am never gonna be satisfied with where I'm at. I always wanna be hungry for more. I always wanna be diligently out in my crop planting new seed because when you sprout forth new growth, guess what? You got to plant more seed to have more growth. You got to plant more seed to have more growth. We have to take more land to see more growth. We got to take more land. Jesus says in the Bible, every place your foot shall tread, it's yours. Well, how are we going to take it if we're not walking the land? We got to get out. We got to start planting seed, saying, Jesus, this land is yours. This land is yours. I declare this is yours. I want this one. Lord God, I declare him for Jesus' name. Lord, I know that you've called me here and now for this season, so I'm going to go ahead and plant a seed here so that I can see some growth here. And I'm going to go over here and I'm going to plant a seed here because you called me here. Lord, you put me in this job. Lord, I hate this job. This job is awful. But God, since you called me here, I'm going to plant a seed here because I know it's just a season. And I know that at the end of this season, I'm going to see new fresh life grow up. I'm going to see a sprout 
Lord, that is bigger than any other sprout because I was diligent in the time that you called me to be there. And Lord God, as I plant that seed and as I water that seed, Lord, you, you do the rest, God. You bring new life in Jesus' name. This season is for you. If you need